0: This is the Capricorn FM podcast. There is a sense among experts in the country that South Africa should create a financial policy that cushion the country to protect itself of course against pending global catastrophes that may arise that perhaps there's a suggestion maybe far worse than what happened in 2008 with the global recession but this is of course a sense coming from looking at what is happening in the russia ukraine political debacle let's look at these matters there was a debate yesterday in the university of johannesburg one of the panelists was uh dr kingsley makuela his director at risk recon dr makuela good evening welcome to capricorn talk Uh, Good evening, Gamula, and thanks for the invitation. Thank you very much. We appreciate your time. Well, you you were part of the experts that were discussing uh, potential risks that the economy faces, and this may be as an impact, as a ripple effect, if you will, from the political debacle there in Russia and Ukraine. Talk to us about the potential risks that you foresee.
1: Well... Namula, we address recon our contribution in that debate that is going on. It is basically looking at the conflict and looking at the conflict between uh, Russia and Ukraine Mm. and the Sarafian foreign policy. We address con we're bringing an element uh, that we thought the public should start to uh, debate it, and policymakers and business people should start to look into that the implication of the Russian war, and we've seen the, 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 the Russian war, we've seen a trend that is starting to emerge. Mm. And this trend that is emerging, it basically says that the U.S. dollar is no longer a dominant currency mm. uh, in the world because uh, the yuan is becoming a big dominant currency. Mm. Since uh, the U.S. decided they're going to uh, slap sanction on Russia, I mean, they blocked about six hundred billion worth of Russian uh, foreign reserve but mm. so the Russians have decided uh, that they would sell their 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 oil and their gas uh, using um, the ruble mm. essentially undermining the current financial system uh, because they are banned from using the Swift mm. and actually the IMF has looked at the behavior of the U.S. with respect to engagement in the war in terror, mm. and looked at the decline of the dollar, and that decline of the dollar has been really concerning. As I'm saying, um, even a, a Wall Street uh, shows that clearly the rapid declining of the purchasing uh, power of the dollar mm. and the dwe- dwindling hold of the U.S. dollar as the global reserve currency has serious implication. Mm. And, and this new world that is emerging, I mean, in, 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 it, 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 it's an alternative to the Bradenwood Institution, it's an alternative to uh, the Swift system. And the Russians, uh, the Indians, and the Chinese, they seem to be putting resources together mm. to provide a better transaction mechanism. Because, uh, as I'm saying, the dollar has been weaponized. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, 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 the former governor... Mm of the Reserve Bank of India, uh, Mr. Uh, Ranguram Rajan, Mm. uh, captured it so well. He says uh, uh, it's the economic weapon of mass destruction, the weaponization of the dollar. Mm. And that has just been dropped on the Russian. But it has created realignment of forces. Mm. And this realignment of forces is posing serious threats to countries like us.
0: And when talking about that, the realignment... Uh, Across which financial lines are we seeing the the, the realignment?
1: I mean, you're starting to to see the Indians for quite some time have been the use of Mastercard in India. Hmm. They've introduced uh, Rupay. Uh, The Russians have introduced Sputnik. And it seems there's an agreement uh, that uh, the the Indian uh, transaction system, the equivalent of SWIFT, will become the more dominant force. And and you have within the Shanghai Cooperation Agreement, uh, countries that are starting to really question the behavior of uh, uh, the U.S. in terms of weaponizing the dollar. Mm. Uh, you can't, Ngamola, uh, once you have a, a reserve kept in dollars, mm. and unilaterally an administration in the state decides to block the sovereign wealth of this country, yes. you are bound to think twice. Mm. And and the U.S has been printing, you won't believe this, in the last two years, mm. about $120 billion mm. a month mm. flooding the market. And you see seen the stock markets that are basically inflated because there's a buyout from government. This, this, this uh, well doing, people say the stock markets are doing well, has no correlation with the active, economic activities. Mm. So, so, and the projection by economists is that this is a serious bubble that is about to burst. And they are projecting that the implication will be much bigger than what transpired in, in 2008, you know, during the financial crisis. Mm. So we are saying we, we should not be debating whether we support Russia or we should support Ukraine. Mm. We should look at what is emerging and decide to develop policies that are going to cushion us against this threat, and look at the opportunities, of course, that I imagine because of this realignment of forces yeah. and see how we're going to
0: interface with it. When you talk about cushioning us, there are those that would have said that uh, what slightly also cushioned us in during the recession in 2008 was the infrastructure projects that we had here in the country building Stadia for, for, for the World Cup. and And now what can we use to cushion us?
1: Well, well we, we have to look at the opportunities because uh, this realignment of forces is not only a threat, it also presents opportunities. Mm. It presents better uh, financial models for countries to borrow, uh, to borrow money across the board. So we have to look at those issues. I mean, there's been a discussion around the BRICS bank, uh, how to access that. Mm. And the capital debt may be available within the BRICS bank and how we're going to manage that as opposed to structural reform that was imposed in most countries by the Wood Institution, mm. actually into the detriment of some of these economies uh, in the developing world. So there are opportunities that I imagine, not only threats, but are we having, this is what we are raising at yesterday's debate. Yes. As yeah. a country, are we having a discourse to say, how do we take advantage of this realignment of forces? How do we cushion ourselves against the threats that I imagine? And then a discussion along those similar uh, uh, directions.
0: In terms of BRICS, we are there, but how can we use that to our advantage? Uh, BRICS remains a very good
1: instrument, but you will realize, Ngamula, that during this crisis between Russia and Ukraine, BRICS has been silent, mm. and the silence of BRICS has been really deafening. And I think uh, this align, this realignment, I'm talking about, that includes. India, uh, China, Russia, and Iran has joined that. And to look at the Shanghai Cooperation Agreement, it's going to become the alternative force and a very strong force. I mean, if you look at those countries, you're speaking about more than 3 billion people. So that's huge economies of scale that we need to think of. And if you have better uh, trading patents and transfers of technologies and so on that exist among those countries, Mm. And we, if we plug into that, can you imagine access to that kind of a huge market? What are the benefits to the country? So, mm. these are the debates that we should be engaging. And the world that is starting to emerge coming from the West is them and us. Mm. You are either with us or with them, and they decide if you are not with, with us, they impose unilateral sanctions on you and block your financial institutions, mm. which is not sustainable. I mean, Lamola, what is the now? It's pathetic. I mean, yesterday I was reading that uh, uh, Daniel Medvedev, a Russian uh, uh, tennis player, mm. he's being forced to condemn his government. Mm. If he doesn't condemn his government, he's not going to participate at the Wimbledon competition. Mm. But you're going to see that behavior extended to economies. They're going to tell us that you must sell us your platinum at this price. If you don't, no one must buy that platinum. So it's starting to see that unilateralism you know, and the mm. of big powers against smaller and developing uh, economies, so we need to really start to think about these issues and develop policies mm. that are going to be able to challenge this thing and deal with them later on. Because there's not governance in the international uh, uh, sphere, we all look at our own interests. And I think we should, we should have that discussion, not only at the government level, yeah. the business level, the media level, and everyone.
0: It's 9 minutes before 8. This is Capricorn Talk. We're talking to Dr. Kingsley Makubela. He is director at Risk Recon. So Dr. Makubela, how exposed are we as a country to the possibilities of the superpowers dictating to us on an economic level? We
1: you know developing countries are very much exposed. You you would recall that uh We have a a debt that we're taking from the Bretton Woods Institution. Mm. And by virtue of that, our level of exposure and our reliance in dollar and keeping our foreign reserve in the U.S. dollar is the biggest threat. Now that the petrodollar actually may be a thing of the past, and there's a projection also Mm. by the IMF. So we remain very much exposed and the printing of the dollars by the U.S. Reserve Bank, what they call quantitative easing, poses a serious threat against developing countries. Can you imagine tomorrow if we decide to print rents as we wish, mm. the indication it would have on economies of countries like Swaziland, Namibia and Lesotho that are really pegged to the rent, mm. it it would be worse. In countries where we're keeping our reserves in the US dollars, and if you keep on seeing this decline of the dollar, I mean it's, it's a serious problem because the purchasing power of the dollar in the last twenty years has lost about 40% mm. in the last 20 years. Mm. And mainly because this is what the projections are mainly because the US has weaponized the dollar. When they started the campaign on war and on terror, mm. they weaponized the dollar. And that has created a problem. And this is a view actually that comes from a, a guy called uh, Michael uh, Hannett, who works for the Bank of America. Mm who's cautioning against this weaponization of the dollar that creates a balkanization of uh, the reserve uh, currencies of choice. And of course it threatens the dominant one, which is the U.S. dollar. I mean, so far the U.S. dollar, about 12-something trillion that are kept in foreign reserve by different countries Mm. is what is kept in the dollar. And the printing of this money, of course it helps the U.S., but it affects... In
0: countries. When we're looking at, at our debts, we're looking at our bilaterals as a country and where we are subscribing on our economy. In terms of the exposure, where we are, which countries have serious leverage to us that uh, they can literally dictate to us what to do and wouldn't have might say, especially looking at how our economy has been in the last few years?
1: It's, it's a country that we are indebted to them. Mm. It, it's a huge challenge because we have so much debt uh, that is controlled by these uh, developed countries within the context of the trade Woods institution. Mm. But uh, uh, the new emerging powers, the economic powers I'm talking about, countries like uh, uh, China and so on, have better uh, modalities of dealing with developing countries. Mm. And, and I think that's where we have better advantages uh, because there are no legacies, uh, uh, colonial legacies uh, that they are trying to protect and so on. But if you look at uh, the dominant countries within uh, uh, who are having the biggest influence within the Hood institution, yeah. we actually even decide who heads the World Bank, who heads the IMF, because yeah. they share this among themselves yeah. within the developed countries, and we are left out. We have no say in terms of that. This is where the biggest threat is. But the the new world is emerging, Gamula, that's what I'm saying. And this imaging of the new world is imagined by accident. I think uh, the sanctions that have been imposed on Russia have actually shown a level of exposure that developed countries have. I mean, I was reading an article that Americans are driving across to Mexico to go and buy uh, uh, petrol because it's much cheaper there mm. because it's subsidized there. Mm. So, so you, you start to see demonstration in the developed countries around basic commodities that won th- th- those which were unthinkable in the last few years. So and, and this is forcing the emergence of a new world order that looks into the better management, the better financial management and transaction and flow of capital mm. across countries. I, I think that's where we need to start uh, plugging ourselves, debating those issues and seeing what is in our strategic interests as a country.
0: So, so. but the other thing I hear you to be saying is we need to read what is happening out there, but be decisive. And the moment is now.
1: The moment is now. I think we shouldn't, we shouldn't give in to this issue of them and us. Mm. Uh, there's been a lot of pressure for South Africa to condemn Russia. Uh, people are even starting to insinuate uh, some level of... Uh, a lack of investment, discouraging that as, as a form of punishment against South Africa. I think as a country, we should we should assert our sovereign right to engage with any country and to look at our strategic interests as a country. And then we need to focus, but we're going to need better intelligence, good analysis of information, mm. and that we, would help us to make decisions that are informed by what is emerging. This is not a time for thumbs up because any thumbs up during this process could be very fatal for the country.
0: Right. Thank you very much Dr. Makubela, appreciate your time.
1: Thanks, thanks very much Ngamula and thanks for the opportunity.
0: Good evening. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.